Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Gulf Stream Guild Theater. The director of the Gulf Theater and your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everybody. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies again welcome you to the Gulf Theater, which tonight is adding the lights of its blazing marquee to the brilliance of New York's Times Square. And what a cast those lights spell out. The one and only Fred Allen, the jovial gentleman from Town Hall tonight. Bob Benchley, radio and movie star, critic and humorist. The famous Metropolitan Opera star John Charles Thomas. And, of course, the music of Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. Up until the last moment, ladies and gentlemen, we had expected to present still another great star, the glamorous Tallulah Bankhead. But unfortunately, Miss Bankhead is indisposed. You know, we're all getting a big kick out of broadcasting in the Gulf Theater from New York for the next few weeks. But whether it's Hollywood or New York, the stars always look forward with special pleasure to appearing in the Gulf Theater. That's because the Gulf Theater is the star's own theater. You see, every single cent that Gulf would ordinarily give to the stars who appear here is given instead to meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for the members of the picture industry who can no longer provide for themselves. The lights here in the Gulf Theater are growing dim. That means it's time for Oscar Bradley and the Gulf Orchestra to raise the curtain with a hit song from Jerome Kern's brand-new musical play, Very Warm for May. The song is All the Things You Are.
Oscar. As I told you a moment ago, ladies and gentlemen, tonight the Gulf Theater had hoped to bring you the outstanding stars here in New York. Circumstances, however, have grounded our lofty ambition. And admitting defeat, we bring you instead Fred Allen in person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Roger Pryor. Well, we're certainly starting off in a Hollywood atmosphere, you saying circumstances, and uh, I particularly enjoyed that one bo- uh, that one bell send-off you gave me, Roger. <laughs> oh, I was only kidding, Fred, you know, try- trying to get a laugh. Trying to get a laugh? Well, you don't have to try very hard with that mustache, do you, Roger? <laughs> Your top lip is truly a rhapsody in fuzz. <laughs> Now, Fred, I'm sorry you don't like. Oh no, no, I was, I was only, uh, only kidding, Roger. I'm really one of your greatest admirers. Are you, Fred? I listen to you every Sunday. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I have to listen to you at seven thirty to get the taste of a certain radio buffoon out of my mind. <laughs> but uh, enough about toupee trivia, Roger. I'm certainly glad you're here. Are you, Fred? Now, oh, now look, don't pin me down, Roger. <laughs> If we both start telling the truth around here, it's uh, going to be very embarrassing. I might <laughs> say, do you, uh, you know that mustache of yours intrigues me. It looks like a blowout patch on a mink rat. <laughs> Don't hide it. Your, your sight adds to these laughs, too, you know. But uh, it looks... Uh, and then again, at another angle, it, uh, it looks like a fawn's kneecap to me. <laughs> now enough of my lip. How about getting on with the show, Fred? All right. Let's stop beating around the bush. Now, there you go about now my look, mustache. Now, look. Now, oh. <laughs> now, look, Raj. Cross my heart. I'm, I'm glad to see you and welcome you to New York. Say, uh... What brings you here from Hollywood, Roger? Well, I'll tell you, Fred. No, I... no, I'll tell you, Roger. I know that you read that uh, Maya LaGuardia is going to have moving pictures produced here in New York. You wanted to come east and be the first to present some of our new New York movie stars to your radio audience, right? Well, if Manhattan has any movie stars, Fred, we'll be more than glad to put them on. Well, that's the trouble, Roger. Maya LaGuardia just told the industry to come here. He hasn't appointed any actors yet. When I heard that the Gulf Theater was coming here, I ran all over New York to find some local movie stars for you. And your search was fruitless? Well, not entirely fruitless. I did get a raspberry in one neighborhood. (laughs) Well, then I take it you couldn't find a New York movie star. Only one. Midway up a frowsy blind alley in Astoria, I did find a little man cutting capers in front of a picture camera. Another man was there walking excitedly up and down. But it was the first man who caught my eye. He was obviously a movie star. Well, did you bring him over, Fred? What's his name? Oh, his name. I forget. It was Finchley or Wenchley or something. I've got him right here, though. I'll ask him. What, uh, what is your name again, bud? Uh, Benchley. Robert Benchley. Bob Benchley. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Really haven't done anything to deserve this demonstration? Or have I? <laughs> Picture stars don't have to deserve their demonstrations, Mr. Benchley. I can never understand why an audience always applauds a picture star in person. Well, perhaps it's because the audience hopes the movie star will keep making personal appearances 
and stop making pictures. <laughs> You've uh, got something there, Mr. Benchley. You mean this lump on the my coat? <laughs> That's my lunch. I'm on vacation. <laughs> you, you are a movie star, aren't you, Mr. Benchley? Well, that's a matter of opinion, Mr. Pryor. When people say to me point blank, are you a movie star, Benchley? I don't answer. That leaves it up to them. In many cases, I get the benefit of the doubt. What is that conjunction? Cane says that. Well, it was all right. We, uh, we don't mind you coining a word on here, but when you start counterfeiting... Counterfeiting... Why, you must be a movie personality, man. Why, I caught you up an alley over there in Astoria with a camera. Yes, I was making a trailer for a short. Say, <laughs> a lifetime's work in Hollywood these days. Who was that other man with you, your director? Oh, he was a picket. Oh, a picket? You can't go into business today without a picket. Oh, you're right. Before I start a picture, I always get a picket, and I call up the receivers... That does away with me, the middleman, and gives me more time to myself. A very happy arrangement. I find it so. But then again, as I often say to myself, who am I? You're Bob Benchley, aren't you? Oh, so I am. <laughs> My amnesia is embarrassing. Amnesia banished me from Hollywood, you know. Really? Yes, the last film I made, Metro kept the picture and released me. <laughs> Hey, Roger, this chap is a movie star. Well, then, welcome to the Gulf Theater, Mr. Benchley. Do I have to go with a unit or anything? <laughs> no, no, this is the same studio Major Bose uses, and uh, I imagine a lot of people tuned in will think it's Thursday night. <laughs> but uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have to go with a unit. We leave here in an armored truck? No, that we won't know until we see how the rest of the program turns out. Well, here's your movie star for you, Roger. Now, what do you generally uh, do with these stars when you get them in the Gulf Theater? Here? Well, it depends, Fred. Sometimes we interview them, ask them how they got into pictures, their favorite foods and books and hobbies. Well, and fine, fine. Would you would you mind telling us your favorite things and stuff, Mr. Benchley? <laughs> well, I won't tell you, but you can wring it out of me. Fellow says, "What fellow?" <laughs> we drag a stranger into this? No, no. Three will make it rather stuffy here at the microphone. Well, all right. Now, first, Mr. Benchley, where were you born? I was born in a small prefabricated house, which I helped my father to send for. <laughs> now, the program is long tonight, so your early life has been cut. <laughs> you don't mind, do you? See, there's first best years of your life gone on. Uh, I understand that you're a Harvard man. Yes, my father accidentally gave me a crew haircut, so I had to go to Harvard. You had no choice, of course. You finally graduated from Harvard? No, I left as a result of a petition. You did? <laughs> well, how did you get into pictures, Mr. Benchley? I was chosen Mr. Delaware Water Gap in 1970. <laughs> a talent scout saw me. I had something on him. In no time, I was in Hollywood. You made your first picture, and... Uh, they had something on me. <laughs> in no time, I was back in New York. For good? Well, I may step out occasionally. <laughs> Wildlife is my hobby, you know. Oh, uh, are you a jitterbug, Mr. Benchley? No, I've got a Mexican jumping bean in my vest. That's what keeps my suit going up and down like this. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Volume 6 of the Encyclopedia Britannica, Coleb to Damascus. 
<laughs> what is your favorite joke? My favorite joke? Mm-hmm. Uh, cranberries are grapes with high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That joke slays me somehow. <laughs> Cranberries are grapes with high blood pressure. I, uh, I heard it the first time. <laughs> well, it doesn't get funny to have heard it 80 or 90 times. You should live so long. <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I've run out of questions, Roger. I've gotten the best out of him. Have you anything to... <laughs> Well, have you anything to ask, Mr. Benchley? Yes, Fred, I have. Uh, what do you think about moving the picture industry from Hollywood to New York, Mr. Benchley? Well, I think we can do it, Roger. It might take two trips. <laughs> but if we put our shoulders to the wheel... Do you, uh, do you uh, honestly feel that New York can produce pictures like drums along the Mohawk, Mr. Benchley? Oh, why not? We can make piccolos along the Coconus, oboes over Oboken, fiddles over Philadelphia. <laughs> Personally, I'd enjoy seeing Hollywood come to New York. Well, I wouldn't mind most of it coming, but that, of course, brings up a certain cinema nobody again. Now, wait a minute, Fred. Jack Benny's a friend of mine. Benny hasn't got a friend, Bob. Why, even his shadow doesn't like him. Did you ever meet Jack Benny on a sunny day? His shadow is always on the opposite side of the street. And when I say shadow, I don't mean Rochester. Now, hold on, Fred. Jack Benny belongs to the Screen Actors Guild. Look, Benny doesn't even belong to the human race. (laughs) He's still up for membership. Well, aren't we all? But you can't condemn Jack for that, Fred. Have you heard what he's been saying about me on his program lately, calling me Frida, a female impersonator? He's too cheap to write a letter. He's using his program for blackmail. Then he's so cheap, he wouldn't give a dying plant the dew off his upper lip. Well, Jack always speaks well of you, Fred. Why, that rat. I'd like to be a cat for about two minutes. Benny, in my estimation, is a yawn with skin on. Excuse me, Fred. Uh, look, Roger, I've got to be going now. <laughs> i got to go out and give my owl a mouse. <laughs> me, me too, Bob. I'm getting a timetable for Hollywood. Hollywood. The sooner Hollywood comes to New York, the better. If the picture industry comes east, Benny will be left out there alone. And that's the only way I like Benny alone. <laughs> Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, boys, boys, this uh, this hilar- hilarity is all very flattering, even if it is coming a little late. Oh, we, we weren't laughing at you, Mr. Allen. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry I spoke. But don't tell me you were guffawing at Benchley's new uh, Bal McCann. No, no, we weren't laughing at that either. <laughs> well, before somebody puts me in a padded cell, will you break down and tell us what you were laughing at? Oh, we're laughing at winter. <laughs> At what? Well, Fred, I think I can explain this. Everybody can laugh at winter now, just by stopping at the sign of the Laughing Man outside your neighborhood Good Gulf Station. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who live up north, your Good Gulf dealer is ready with the new Gulf Antifreeze, a permanent type antifreeze that saves you money because it won't boil away. Then, for motorists everywhere, your Good Gulf dealer has that extra pure Gulf Pride motor oil. A quick-starting, free-flowing oil that eases the load on your battery, on your starter, and on your temper. Also, to make Gulf's winter service complete, there's Gulf Flexing, 
registered lubrication with the new Gulflex lubricants. Here again, you get tops in protection because Gulflex lubricants have been perfected especially to meet the needs of all modern automobiles, including your particular make and model. Your car will ride and steer easier, longer, when you get a Gulflex lubrication job at your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. So don't wait another day. Stop Monday where you see the sign of the laughing man. Change to Gulf Pride Motor Oil and get ready to laugh at winter with the help of that good Gulf service. Thank you, Harry Von Zell. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to Chicago, where Huntley Gordon, one of the most famous of the silent picture stars, and now an executive of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, is waiting to present our next star. Thank you, Roger. All I want to say is that it's the spirit of such artists as the one standing here beside me that has created the Gulf Theater. For he interrupted a concert tour here in the Midwest to sing to you tonight. And so from Chicago, we bring you the thrilling voice of John Charles Thomas. Now, what are you going to sing, John? Huntley, I have a new song written by one of the original members of Screen Guild and a very dear friend of mine, William Worthington. The song is called Someone Like You. You makes the heart seem the lighter. Someone like you makes the day's work worthwhile. Someone like you makes the sun shine the brighter. Someone like you. Makes a sigh a half smile. Life's an odd pattern of briars and roses. Clouds sometimes darken, no sun shining through. And the clouds lift and the sunlight discloses. Near to me, dear to me, someone. And now, Carol Holliston, I want to give you that grand old song by Jerry Kern from the showboat, Old Man River. Dark is all work on the Mississippi. The dark is all work while the white folks play. Pulling them boats from the dawn till sunset. Getting no rest till the judgment day. Let me go away from the Mississippi. 
Let me go away from the white man, boss. Show me that stream called the River Jordan. That's the old stream that I longs to cross. Old Man River, it's Old Man River. He must know something, but don't say nothing. He just keeps rolling, he keeps on rolling along. You and me, we sweat and strain, body all aching and racked with pain. Don't get barked, lift that veil, get a little drunk, and you land in jail. Get weary and sick of trying and tired of living and feared of trying. But on man river, it just keeps rolling. Thanks to John Charles Thomas. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater acknowledges Mayor LaGuardia's effort to bring movies to New York and presents the man who will introduce the man who will start the ball rolling, Fred Allen. Thank you. The uh, it says applause. Didn't the audience get scripts here? It says applause in here. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I should finish if I had any sense. But, uh, but thank you. The ball uh, is the eight ball, ladies and gentlemen. And as we start it rolling, we find Mr. Benchley snug, snugly behind. That pays up from Spencer, did you? Tonight, Mr. Benchley dramatizes the first moving picture scenario thrown out of Mayor LaGuardia's office. All right, Oscar. <clears throat> Greetings, friends. As we fly over the blue Atlantic, we find ourselves nearing two of the lesser-known islands of the Caribbean group. They are called simply Iwana and Shidowana. <laughs> Nowhere will you find a more healthful and delightful climate than in this paradise of the Atlantic. It is cool in summer, warm in winter, April in Paris, and six ball in the corner pocket. <laughs> Iwana is noted for its similarity in government to the more democratic countries, and its citizens are allowed complete freedom of speech. Even political prisoners are given every opportunity to voice their views. We come now to a public square where an open trial has just finished. We listen. Reason up. Step forward. Well, no doubt there is something you would like to say about your trial. Come, amigo, do not be bashful. Tell us. What is on your mind? Well, next case. (laughs) 
So we leave the court of inhuman relations and travel on through the island. Walking through the streets, we notice a native family clustered around a crude hut. There is a tiny baby playing in the dirt. He is N A K E D. Or, as they say in India, naked. The child has his mother's eyes, his mother's nose, and his mother's mouth, leaving her with a pretty blank expression, if you ask me. (laughs) But let us hurry to the marketplace of Iwana. Here we come upon a true old world bazaar. So we pause and speak to a young man who's passing. Young man, will you step up and tell us what caste you belong to? No casting this week. Me lay off. I see. Well, you don't seem very depressed about things. I presume you've got a few acres of land and some livestock up in the hills? I got plenty of nothing. (laughs) And nothing plenty for you. Thank you. We pass on through the bazaar and notice many tropical flowers are being sold by lovely native girls. Ah, but what is this? A beautiful native girl, seeing that we are a stranger steps slightly forward to offer us the bountiful hospitality of the island. She speaks. Mala, bid you welcome. Mala put lovely gardenia on handsome stranger. Ah, thank you, Mala. Handsome stranger is grateful indeed for beautiful flower. That'll be a quarter. Get the idea? (laughs) So we leave the pretty Mala and her two-bit gardenias and stroll about the island for a glimpse of the men industriously working in the field. Although it is generally believed that the hot tropical sun makes men lazy, this is far from the truth. For everywhere we look, we see cheerful workers rolling and tossing in their sleep. (laughs) We wish to observe more of their modern improvements on this quaint island, so we proceed directly to the radio station. We enter one of the studios and listen to a native who is broadcasting. Good evening, senors. Buenas noches, senores. Parmiente for San de Laguna Parmiente. This is Bob Hope. <laughs> Just a minute, young fellow. I happen to know that Bob Hope is in California. Don't be silly. That isn't Bob Hope out there. That guy is Fred Allen. Fred Allen? Well, I happen to know Fred Allen's on this program. Oh, you mean the fellow that calls himself Fred Allen? Isn't he Fred Allen either? Certainly not. He is Robert Benchley. Oh, he is? Well, then who am I, Dorothy Lamour? No, Dorothy Lamour is Tony Galento. <laughs> then who's the real Dorothy Lamour? Me. Ain't I beautiful? <laughs> now it is time to take our reluctant leave of the lovely island of Iwana. And as we turn our way homeward, the sun, a hot ball of fire, sinks into the cool sea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, my good man. But you seem to have made a mistake. We uh, we don't show pictures here. Eh? What's that? I say this is no movie theater. This is the Gulf Theater. The Gulf No Knocks radio program. Eh? Gulf No Knocks. No Knocks. Nope. Don't wear bow knocks. <laughs> I like the foreign hand better. Uh, well, here's a pretty kettle of fish and death fish at that. Well, Fred, maybe I can help you out here. I think my voice is maybe a little heavier than yours. You ought to be able to hear me. Uh, look, my good fellow, Mr. Allen said, no knocks. Can't hear you. 
can't. You're no help. <laughs> Gulf No Knocks. You know, the gasoline that ends motor knocks under all normal driving conditions. Still don't know what you're talking about. Listen, friend. You know those knocking, pinging sounds that you hear in your engine when you're going up a steep hill or when you try to accelerate quickly in traffic? Those are motor knocks, and they cut down power and hold back your car. Well, now, Gulf No Knocks helps end motor knocks. It gives you a higher octane rating than any regular gas, and therefore more protection against wasteful motor knocks. Just try Gulf No Knocks. See how much smoother and more quietly your car runs. See if you don't feel it's the right gasoline for your car. Right gasoline? I heard that. Well, take neither. You don't know what you're talking about. What? And I heard that one, too. Can't scare me into changing my mind. The right gas is Gulf No Knocks. Will you now, will you give up, Harry? Yes, I guess I'd better, Fred. I've only got about enough voice to say to our friends, drive in at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc for a tank full of Gulf No Knocks. The knock-proof gasoline. Thank you, Harry Von Zell. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the lights begin to dim in the Gulf Theater, may we invite you to be with us next week when we will present from New York, Helen Hayes, Frederick March, and Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. And now to you listeners, I'd like to say, gee, but you're swell. And for your good Gulf dealer, I'd like to tell you what a great big thrill it gives us to know. It's folks like you who listen to us. Honestly, gee, but you're swell. And so be with us again next week, won't you? Good. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everybody. And Harry Bonzel saying good night for your neighborhood good golf dealer. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>